everyone. My name is Mike. <laughs> hey, everyone. <laughs> I'm Bo. I'm over here fiddling with this catch guy, Beanie, because that's what I am. Uh, but before we talk about that, you're listening to... That means it's what wrestling can be. One more time. In spite of no one asking for it. We're here. <laughs> we're here. We're back. We're in the shit house. We're always here. If we're ever here. I thought you were asking me to let's do the intro one more time because my alarm went off behind me. Oh, did it? I had I had an alarm. That's why I yelled stop. Oh, okay. Yeah, let's do it again. <laughs> no, 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 no. I don't want to. You sure? I just thought, yeah. I didn't even I didn't hear it. I couldn't hear it coming through. I saw you turn away. From the microphone, and I thought... What alarmed me? I was like, what was the alarm for? Well, it was for our show. It, uh, we were going to record, but we started early, we, so we forgot uh, to turn It's off. not the Luther clean up the cat box alarm, because that's the one no, that normally at, makes it into the show. That's at 6 p.m., so we might not hear that one today. Uh, okay. Because All right, that's good. It looks like I'm on a fake background right now, doesn't it? It kind of does, yeah. It looks like you're in some somebody's cool, like, dorm room, like, really, dorm room deluxe background right now you know also known as like an adult living room (laughs) yeah (laughs) it's the only thing all the stuff that brings me comfort are behind me (laughs) cool that's a great that's a great vibe man i've got everything's bringing me comfort too right here um i've got um some uh wild turkey in this coffee mug and that's that's it that's really all that that brings me a bone broth. Kind really of. comfort. No, wild turkey's a whiskey, Bo. Did you <laughs> know? Wild turkey. Uh, here's the thing. I never gave wild turkey a chance. Ever. I was like, oh, wild turkey. Like, oh, wild turkey. That's going to be like Jack Daniels. Or that's going to be like, you know, well, pretty much Jack Daniels. Or Jim Beam. You know, it's like, it's not, you know, it's, it's not going to be, uh, it's not going to be very tasty. It's going to be all right. But it's not going to be, you know. I was wrong. Wild turkey 101 is delicious. It's, it, it is a delicious um, I mean, it's a strong flavored bourbon, but it's, I was just close-minded and stupid. And now my eyes have been opened to the glory were, of the, of the wild turkey. It's like 26 a bucks. Fa- a foulist. A foulist. You hated, fa- you hate foul. Yeah. But so you're like turkeys. I don't know. Is this isn't a white guy's name. I think the two guys, are they both white guys to the other <laughs> drinks? Jerry Wild and Bob Turkey. <laughs> No, I mean Jim Beam. Oh, Jim Beam and Jack Daniels. Yeah, 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 yeah. Like, yeah, I don't know yeah. about this wild turkey. This is a, is a bird and not a not a, not dude. a dude. Not a dude. Not a dude. <laughs> a dude that stands with one leg up on a stool. I love my Jack Daniels and I love my Creed because they both do that move. Scott Stapp loves Jack Daniels. Jock da- he calls it Jock Daniels. <laughs> what? What is that? This French Canadian, yeah, it's the, it's the, it's not the blue label or the, or the, or the black label. It's the white. It's a white label with a blue fleur de lis on it to indicate it's, it's, it's Quebec. Which you'll find up there in Quebec. Yeah, Jacques, Jacques Daniels. It says Chuck Daniels, and then under in small text is Jack Daniels. <laughs> Just so you know, yeah. it's like an asterisk. Yeah. It's like a cliff. It's like a notation for the label at the bottom. It just it says Jack Daniels. <laughs> Jacques Daniels. It's got like a big. There's like a wedge of brie 
um, on the on the one side and a glass for whatever reason a glass of wine on the other <laughs> on the the other side of the label even though it's 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 whiskey it's already whiskey so clearly it's not wine. I don't know why I pictured having just this really tall cork like the cork is mm, extra mm, tall mm, it's mm. it's like almost as much outside the bottle as there is in the bottle. It's yeah, like a, it's like a two inch cork. Yeah. And it's got this decorative mustache, this curly Q mustache. On the front. It's a fun, it's a fun bottle. You know, you get out there, buy, buy some Jacques Daniels. Jacques Daniels, this, you know? Jacques Daniels, the famous fur trapper. That yeah, uh, he's a big trap. Head. <laughs> a big trap head. Hey everyone, my it's a name. Different meaning in 2021. <laughs> I just really love EDM and trap. No trap music and EDM are different. I don't know what trap music is. I don't know yeah, either. Listen. Is it like hip hop? What is trap? What is I, I trap? Think it's part of a hip hop genre. I think it's a subgenre of. of it has to do with rap. the beat, right? The beat is. It, it, there's there's certain indications that it's trap music because of like the drum and the, and, the, and the snare. I think. I believe you are correct. Yeah. Yes. Cool. Welcome to Tope Suicide, everybody. Yeah. <laughs> it's hey. 2021. It's our first show of the, of the new year. Uh, is it? Uh, yeah, we say that in an episode that's coming out later, but we didn't know that how this episode was going to happen. That's right. You know? Yeah, no we one could have the predicted this. Would be first, mm-hmm, but, uh, mm-hmm. You may have known uh, uh, Brody Lee, John Huber, uh, uh, Luke Harper passed away suddenly and unexpectedly up to us. I'm sure his friends and family were aware of the struggle he was going through um, on what, the day after Christmas, the 26th. Uh. That's when they announced it. Yes, I don't. I, I don't remember, but it was. It was, yeah. it was within the last week, almost the end of the year. Yeah, yeah. So uh, Mike and I decided, hey, let's push uh, the show we had planned for Tuesday and do this one. So here it is, two days before the show actually airs. It's a very timely record, um, and we have picked five different. Oh, well, I have five different matches here, uh, just through his entire career. Very cool. Chikara to Dragon's Gate. WWE and then AEW. It's great. <clears throat> we're gonna watch those, not do commentary for them, but we're gonna we're gonna write and review them just like we always do. Yeah. Uh, and it's gonna be really fun. We hope before you watch that, them too. Probably, yeah, we'll tell you where to find them. Yeah. I got them all here. Yeah. And before that, we have a little regular episode, but it probably won't be very long because you know what? You know, you know, lift the lift the curtain here. Bo's going through some 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 familial struggles right now too of his own, and is not very happy. So <laughs> he's trying to bring a laugh yeah he's hanging in there bo's hanging in there why am i talking about you like you're not here but i guess you did it first you mm, referred yourself tra- in the third person you. first that's, that's what tra- that's what tra- trap music is. is when you trap yeah, someone you with your words security and you're like i gotta talk in the third person first person yeah 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 so yeah. i trapped you that's that was my whole plan all along so we're gonna lead off with some familiar segments uh and and uh this first one is probably it's unnecessary and it's gonna be kind of a uh <laughs> a, 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 a moot question to ask because i have a feeling i know what our answers are but i'm gonna ask it anyway now it's time to say who you really like. Who do you think is the neatest tights? Who would you pay to see pretend to fight? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite? Who's your favorite wrestler? And then this, who's your favorite wrestler? Yeah, I, <laughs> I used context clues. <laughs> Mike, what are you drinking over there before we answer that question? I already told you this is wild. Was that on air though? Wild Turkey 101. Yes, of course it was on air. <laughs> yes, it was absolutely on air. 
I mean, I'm I'm rolling. Whether you put it in the episode is up to you. But I'm rolling, my man. I'm, you can't just eat with. <laughs> you can't have gravy in a spoon. That's ridiculous. Marvin, you can't just have gravy in a spoon. That's based on a true story. Based on a true it's story. It's so quiet in the mix. Yeah. That I barely <laughs> caught it. <laughs> Um, if you don't know what we're talking about, we're talking about the turkey pageant. We're so proud of that episode. Go and listen to it. It's it's got a solo audio and a full episode from a, from a few months ago. Turkey pageant. This episode's about Brody Lee. Yeah, the turkey pageant episode though is where I developed that my issue with foul. Yeah, that's where. Yeah. You really, that's because my my bird right, won. Right. And you were like, oh fuck all birds. Yeah. Yeah. So I'm working on that. That's something I'm. That's something I'm working on. Um, He's trying to get the hashtag ABAB <laughs> trending. <laughs> Hashtag ABAB, everybody. It's fun to say on your lips. All, bir- all, birds, all are birds are bastards. I like how that comes. Yeah. <sighs> my favorite wrestler, Mike, is is Brody Lee. Good. Uh, <laughs> one is like my favorite wrestler is Eric Rowan. <laughs> and his big old dumper. That still would have been a pretty good pick because that's a yeah. serious dumper. And that was a beautiful... <laughs> tribute that he did it was to his friend i like that um i liked the, i liked his big sign i really liked that i liked uh jericho he kept saying eric rowan but excalibur kept cutting him off yeah. with red beard so they wouldn't get copyright yeah sex. yeah yeah but, but who else has a huge dumper rest in peace brody lee when you're big your big butt <laughs> yeah and you know it's true it's big it's prominent and proud though awesome proud tush i got one of those i got one of those proud tushes yeah those are actually the nicknames for each uh, a cheek, proud, proud, and powerful are the nicknames for each. That's where they got the name, is because yeah. yeah, Brody was <laughs> strutting around. Yeah, and, and they were like, "Whoa, that's a good name for a tag team." And they asked him, and he was like, "Yeah, you know what? Go ahead, use it." He's, that's the kind of he was a locker room leader. Yeah, yeah, that's the kind of guy he was. Universally beloved. Like seriously, though, that this mm-hmm. guy has been lauded and praised by just about every single person in the wrestling business. And I don't think that's an accident. Yeah. It, and just watching the, the pouring of support for his family and his kid, his wife and his kids and just, yeah, what he was backstage and not on the forefront. Cause yeah, you're right. All of his characters have been the giant monster yeah. or imposing uh super heavyweight. Cause that's what he is. Yeah. But then behind the, <clears throat> behind the, the ring, him being, you know, just a really good dad is, is, fucking cool as shit i know it's just and it's cool <laughs> it's such like a a counterpoint to like wrestling dads of the 90s and 80s oh 80s yeah and 90s. yeah 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 like you look at like dustin Reynolds' relationship with dusty Rhodes compared to <laughs> john huber's relationship with brody his son yeah it's probably night and day well it's it's like that that um the character versus the real person and they sort of were this that's that's why when a wrestler dies and i was trying to sort of explain this to sarah and i don't think i did a very good job because she she didn't get it or maybe it's because you sort of have to love wrestling in order to get it but when a wrestler wait wait, before you get into this point did you sing her the the brody memories did you sing that for her first no i forgot that might have been it but anyway continue how what what you tried i the song might have worked but What'd you try? Um, so I tried to explain why it's um, particularly difficult and special when a wrestler dies because the um, the, the boundary between, like, the line between real person and character 
is so blurred. And in fact, part of the sport was that it what you were the same person for a long time to make sure that no one found out that you weren't yeah, actually this person. You have live to live it. it and never break character, essentially be method acting, but not just for a uh, period period of weeks for a film, but for be stabbed like Roddy Piper, <laughs> but smash an actual beer bottle against your skull <laughs> to prove a <laughs> point. Right. Like, you know, that was a shithouse I brought one week, <laughs> like that level of commitment. And so when a wrestler dies, there's something where you, f- I, I don't know what it is, even though we don't know them, and we have never shared a, an in-person moment with them or whatever, there's a special significance where you feel like having watched them wrestle, you know them a little bit yeah. just because it is it is different than someone doing um, a, an action movie where you know everything's choreographed and whatever. Like Because wrestling is live, because those are your that's your actual body that's going through that punishment and we're getting to watch it and watch your emotions it it has a special significance to me does it for you or am i crazy like when you think about a wrestler that you like uh passing away versus a musician or an actor or you know someone else that you don't know but that you admire and like played a played a special you know role in your life an athlete or whatever i know that's not going to be you but but well i mean it's it's, it's it is different more it's not more significant to me it's just different when the wrestler dies yeah because they're they're they are the character and they are yeah as well and now that we have twitter and instagram and all this stuff now we know even more who they are behind yeah. the scenes shoot who they are in real life and uh so it's almost like losing two things but i can see that with an athlete as well like uh um oh my god i'm blanking on who died earlier this year helicopter kobe bryant kobe yeah kobe died and his daughter and the three or four other people um in the helicopter thing and that was this year, or i guess last year but 2020 um I, I guess it could be similar for people that that love 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 basketball yeah like okay there's kobe bryant on the field but also he lost the daughter that's kobe bryant the, the dad right um that's a good comparison athlete and wrestler are pretty are pretty similar yeah and then chadwick bose this year fucking sucked y'all chadwick boseman died that was huge because i'm a big marvel fan yeah a big advocate for for you know Black Lives Matter and 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 uh, equality in the acting business um, and having impasse and then it's just like one hit after another this year it's been great and those are just those are just the uh, the the famous people yeah but it, I do think it it's a bit different it's I think this one in particular because of the situation with my 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 family member yeah um, it's kind of they've. They haven't, they've just kind of, the scale kind of went boop, and now it's kind of balanced. I'm just living yeah. in the middle of the scale with shit on both sides. But yeah, it's a bit different when a wrestler dies, but I, li- I, I like when they die because, no, it's, it's <laughs> at least now that we're in 2021, there's so much legacy of video so that it's different when a wrestler dies because you know you can go back and you can relive those moments because it's, true. it's all online. True, um, that's true. Like, um, if my family member dies, right. I have no video of this family. This yeah. Family Zero. My parents probably do. Yeah. Um, so like that memory is more easily fadable, I guess. Mm, I see. 
Everyone, uh, Toby, uh, if you want to sync up, we're at Toby Suicide episode 61. Uh, we're talking about death. Talking about death. It's what <laughs> it's what wrestling can be. It's what death can be. Oh, one point I wanted to make about Brody, though, uh, that um, I forgot was that, yes, you're right about the about the um, classic athlete slash wrestler dad where he is mm-hmm. a hero to thousands or millions of kids that he doesn't know. And he is a is this figure that gives them hope and 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 allows them to kind of escape whatever difficult situation they may be in. But their kids kind of miss out on having their dad actually at home because he's out playing yeah. the role of superhero for a bunch of other kids. Um, and I think that that Brody, having like you said, always being that monster heel, has the exact opposite situation where. He was, by all accounts, wanting to be with his family every second he could, as opposed to like Ric Flair, who in in this documentary uh, for ESPN recently, the the Nature Boy Thirty for Thirty said like I couldn't stand being at home because I was bored to death and I didn't know what to do and I just I really missed being out on the road. When you hear about a guy that that wanted to be home no matter what so that he could be with his his family, uh, but on screen was a huge terrible monster that like freaked yeah. legit like as an adult man Luke Harper freaked me out cuz he had these these wild eyes that you just couldn't get a beat on but to know that he was actually you know what's so funny though is because Sarah told me the first time she saw him she was like oh I was like isn't he isn't that isn't that unsettling to look at him she's like no he looks like like an like the nicest dad in the world and I was like what are you talking about but she called it but has she <laughs> She had no idea who he was, and she called okay. it. Like I you mean, she, but did she see him at a profile where his mustache hair would like go so far out and into his mouth it would drive me crazy? Because I know when that happens to me, if I even touch it when I'm eating food, if this curls in anywhere when I eat, it's, it's got I gotta trim it. And he's he was living that life where he's like, like, look, look at my profile. Yeah, I see it's it. It's like out to here yeah. with him. Yeah, and it's just I can't. You know, bravo for that. Good dad, good wrestler. Good dad, and also Bad probably no. He probably learned how to open his mouth really <laughs> wide when he was eating, so that it didn't the 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 mustache hair didn't get in the way. That's true. It's not. It's a non-issue, and he's yeah. always slicking it out this way, out like this, so yeah. it never curls in. Yeah, that's why he does that. That's I always that also that is such a cool and like creepy thing to do when he's like setting somebody up for a power bomb or whatever to do that like here's my mustache and I'm like I'm like just like kissing out into the air <laughs> kind of like Let's talk I don't about know the dynamite tribute cuz Stu Grayson doing that beard maneuver after he did the power oh uh, I know dope. well Anna J did it too yeah I, I all the tributes my uh, uh, evil uno did a tribute in my shit house that I found the original that I'll show you um and you got to tell me if it's shit house oh cool um, obviously it is but um that <laughs> ate, the dynamite the dynamite tribute was I loved it. I, uh, I really enjoyed it. It was so I good. I mean, it's got the heart, the, all the hearts there. But even that, the matches were still, they were slapdash put together, but they were still fun, awesome talent, top to bottom. Oh, it was great. It was really cool. And just, uh, I, I loved every everything about the show. They did a really good job. And also that... Uh, moved storylines too, which is pretty cool. No, totally, yeah. And, and also the tradition of AEW is it, like becoming clear to me that they're not going to put out like the dynamite song might kind of suck and that's okay but when they're doing like the uh video packages to promote something important 
they pick mm. good songs to do it. Like they did uh, the Cinderella song for Kenny and Paige, which we both agree, but got best us. Video package. Oh. That should we should have had a category of best video package. We should have because well, next year we'll get next. Yeah, year. and and I think that the uh, the Tom Waits old fifty five montage with Brody was just mm. awesome and like I I bet they're actually consulting the wrestlers involved in the video packages and also or Brody's family saying hey what music did did John like yeah they're talking to his friends and not just be like not some 73 year old man picking fucking I'll have it my way <laughs> fuck or, or or some rap rock song like or or you know whatever the whatever the like ballad equivalent is to rap rock which WWE is famous for using the the the, the, the modern it's Sinatra with a hype man the modern I'll new I'll have it my way his way <laughs> Oh, man. But it was just so good, and it was really nice to hear that song again. I haven't listened to it in probably, I don't know, maybe like two years since I listened to that first Tom Waits album. I do love Tom Waits. Um, And that album particularly is, hey, everybody, if you want to sync up, we're talking about Tom Waits uh, and the different, (laughs) in the sort of, before he developed that really um, crazy growl that he became famous for, Uh, say iconic iconic growl yeah that that, where you just you know it's tom waits um that's his that's his voice like eight packs of cigarettes right yeah that sound right (laughs) that sound but before that on the first album he had a different voice he hadn't quite found that voice yet to use that coordination and so that one is he always was like I'll have it. No, my way. <laughs> it wasn't. That's not uh, okay, everybody. Brody Lee is also my favorite wrestler. That's Woo. clear. Yeah, my favorite wrestler. Um, my thoughts about the tribute show. I was wrong about John Silver. The Meat Man is fantastic. Yes. I love. Yes. I love the Meat Man. Um, You've chronicled the audio journey of Mike's discovery of the Meat Man. Sometimes you're wrong. John Silver. Sometimes you're wrong, yeah. and you got to admit when you're wrong, and um, you gotta you gotta own up to that and go like, you know what? Evidence that I have been presented with has changed my mind. But also, I mean, there's still time. There's a whole year ahead of us. You could pull a full Lance Archer bow relationship. And turn out thinking he's a dork again. Well, he is a dork. That's part of his appeal. But here's the thing, though. He could stop wrestling well, maybe. Because Lance Archer didn't like him. Then I liked him. Now he's a fucking dork. I don't know what to think about him. But but now wait. What about in the tribute episode when he showed up in Luke Harper gear? And you kind of like him again because he looks awesome in the the tank top. Yes, in the tank top and jeans. That should be the look. From now on, talk to John's wife. Be like, "Can I wear this now? Is that okay?" He she looks, goes, "Yeah, awesome." Yeah, the, the dirty tank works with the stupid white red braid. It does. He looks like he just looks like a dude that you see at a biker bar now, instead of like I, I, the bedazzled gothic like Jesus tights are not. Do you think Jake is taking like uh, uh, like he's taking advice from 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 Lance? Yes. Uh huh. Yes. Yes. One hundred percent. You know, Lance is like that's fucking awesome, dude. Oh, his knee pads. <laughs> Fuck yeah. 
Um, uh, speaking of Jake, another thing I liked about the reunion show was the fucking short arm clothesline. Yeah, it was a good snap. Ooh, it was a real good snap. I haven't seen that in years. Who, who took who took it again? I think it was uh, I think it was Ricky Starks. I think right, Ricky took tags. everything. I think. Yeah. Good. It's good because he sells. He's like yeah. a Dolph Ziggler type. He does. That, he, that, yeah, he's that a great seller. He's great when you sell. He's a great stuff. seller. That's why Shawn Michaels um, looks good. Yeah. Also, I wanted to sort of talk to you about, uh, I mean, whatever. We don't have to do it right now. But next week, there's going to be a little something involving Ricky uh, that I lined up. You don't have to worry about it now. It's just a little something, a little extra, like something a lo- to get like a little a local thing. Yeah, oh, local I don't know, a little something for a little, just a little extra income for the for the pot. Uh, yeah, okay. you know, I'm just I'm out there kind of making some making some deals. I think it's gonna be great. Cool. I think it's gonna be great uh, for the pot. Yeah, I can't wait to hear it. Yeah, we'll 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 put that uh, in our next one. Cool, great. Yeah, I'll 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 send it to you this week. So, uh, uh, uh yeah, the tribute show is beautiful. Oh, last thing I want to say, Anna J. Not only is she getting better and better in the ring every time I see her, she is, but the way that she puts on the sleeper is the way that it should be put on, and it looks great. The way she puts it on, you can tell that Dustin Reynolds is her coach, you know? Yeah, it looks rad, because that's actually how you put a rear naked choke on somebody. Um, and when I see even, even, uh, got like, I've seen Samoa Joe put it on in WWE where it's like, there's clearly nothing going on. I've even seen, mm-hmm. you know, see a Mr. Perfect do it. Great wrestlers will sometimes just like not put a sleeper hold on very good. Yeah. Um, and, and, and really emphasize that your elbow is below the point of the chin. So it's not a choke. It's not a gag. Uh, but you're cutting off the flow of blood to the carotid arteries. And the way that Anna J puts it on is primo. It looks really good and legitimate and like an actual, like the actual submission hold. So whoever instructed her on how to put that on did a great job. And she is doing a great job of uh, selling the move as legitimate in the ring. And I really enjoy it as her finish. I'm glad you said that because I agree with it, and it gets the Bo Baxter Rosser, catch guy stamp of approval. What? What? What is <laughs> that thing I'm doing? It's I got the wax for it. It's really? A stamp. Yeah. Anytime there's a good good hold, it's it's Bo Rosser, Bo Baxter Rosser's catch guy stamp stamp of approval, and Anna J. She gets it. That's the noise of the stamp. Wow. Sounds like you have like a like a machine that stamps the the paper. No, nah, it's just my, I've been doing the kettlebell stuff, so it's just my arms, you know. Just I hurt my elbow when I did that one, so maybe I shouldn't <laughs> strain so hard on the, cool. on the improv there. Cool, yeah. <laughs> well, how'd you hurt your arm? Couple, a good bunch of improv. <laughs> Proud of you. Yeah, and you know I was doing improv, and it's just the shit. <laughs> you know, shit got out of hand. We were we were doing some improv comedy, and shit got. <laughs> oh, you're on stage and stuff? No, it was webcams. <laughs> I yeah. Was no, and also it wasn't for anyone. It was just <laughs> it was just the thing that 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 Mike and I do every Sunday uh, that no one I'm was a catch watching. Guy. What can I say? Yeah. You know, I'm a catch guy. Bo's the catch guy. I'm the shooter. And I think we got some big things coming in 2021. We do. I'm feeling good about it. Uh, sad to lose Brody Lee, and wish uh, that we could have seen more of the Mister Brody Lee character in the Dark Order, and maybe like. I don't know, leave the Dark Order or or be uh, upset with the Dark Order and then feud with, like, Evil Uno. 
that, that stuff would have been great. It just, there is so much left to do and it is sad that we're not going to get to see it. Yeah. Cause like Darby mentioned that in his video. He's like, I really wish I would have ever been able to wrestle him. Oh, and that's like, I know it's true how many, ma- that's the one thing when wrestlers do pass when they're young, uh, in their forties, which used to happen all the time because of, you know, yeah. Pills and heart. Yeah. Stars. I mean, that, that, that's the, that's the norm. That's, that's the norm in the re- that's in... macho man. That's that's uh, everyone you want to know. Perfect. Well, macho man's even worse. It's Rude like car. Yeah. Well, I mean, it's just it's everybody. Big boss but, man. Um, Andre. Well, that's Andre, why. No. That's why it's it's weird when we lose when we lose contemporary wrestlers like people our age now. Mm-hmm. Um. At that at this age, because like I'm 37, 38 this year. He was only 41. Yeah. It's not very far away. No, and he had a lot of years left in the tank. And when they die young, yeah, you don't you a lot of that fuel is just emptied all over the road and no one can wrestle this guy anymore or gal, you know, and it sucks. Yeah, it makes me think of Bret Hart. Because even though Bret didn't die, Bret the wrestler died after uh, yeah. after when he got Owen, kicked yeah. in the head by Goldberg. Oh yeah. Oh that I was gonna say after once Owen passed, it, oh part of Brett was he was different. Probably true, but also yeah. he had some good stuff in WCW. Just it you know, it was like it didn't they didn't use him particularly well and the and the company was in trouble and all that. But like no, I mean after he actually suffered the physical injury that the concussion and then he had his stroke so that it was you know, his doctors were like, You can't wrestle anymore. We were I, I, I obsess about this, but we were about a year away from seeing Brett and Kurt Angle wrestle each other for God knows how many years. Like that could have been that could have been happening. The, the two, in my opinion, probably the two greatest wrestlers ever wrestling each other for for two or three straight years. It would have just been, you know. Mike, could that match still happen? No. Like if 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 Kurt and Brett, AEW's like, hey, yeah, one year, we're gonna pay y'all to work out for one year straight. Then at this event, you guys, if you want to fight, you guys can fight. It would Kurt would be like, cool, yeah, I'll die in the ring. Brett would be like, I retire. I shot my career, a career suicide. I shot my career in, in the head. Well, no. <laughs> or whatever I mean, shit, yeah, they quote is. Blow my brains out. <laughs> 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 you asked me to lay down the ring. It's like asking me to blow my well, gimmick's brains out. <laughs> blow that character's <laughs> brains out. Uh, yeah, no, no. So do you think a, if Brett had a year being paid to work out that he would do one last? But month? it's not a matter of working out. <laughs> it's a matter of him having thing. brain injury and not being able to take bumps anymore, in or else risk, you know, having another stroke or like whatever the doctors have said. So like the thing, the thing is that even if uh, that wasn't a limitation for Brett, and it was just that he was like sixty. 60- one years old or however old Brett is. Yeah. And uh uh and Kurt didn't have his neck problems and whatever. If it was just the uh physical limitations of age, it still would be terrible because it's not Kurt Angle anymore. That wrestler that we've watched in WWE for the last year and a half or two years is not Kurt Angle. Bret Hart, the Bret Hart that came back and wrestled Vince McMahon at WrestleMania and whatever, that's not Bret Hart. Those guys are gone. You know, they're gone and they will live forever in our hearts and our <laughs> memories. But these are not those guys anymore. And so even though their name on the birth certificate says, yes, I'm that person, that match 
would only be a. I mean, it would it would it'd be worse than them not wrestling at all now. You you know whose name I learned? Uh, wrestler's name I learned just recently. Mm. It's uh, Ricky the Dragon Steamboat's real name. Mm-hmm. You know what it is? Mm. Do you know? It's, his name is Richard Blood. Yeah, Richard Blood. His name is Dick Blood. Dick Blood is yeah. his name. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Dick Blood. His parents yeah. Parents are having a go. <laughs> Yeah. Hey, my name's hey, my name's Dick Blood. Oh, we gotta change that. You're a steamboat now. Okay. <laughs> who who came up with the name Ricky the Dragon Steamboat? Because that is such a good name. It's a good. Name. I was listening to All Fantasy Everything, uh, which is, had, prompted me to look up uh, his real name because they were talking about like he was called Ricky the Ricky Steamboat's already a cool wrestler name, but then they added the dragon. Yeah. It's an even cooler. Wrestler <laughs> Somehow <name>. even cooler. <laughs> yeah. But we're not going to talk about these old ass wrestlers anymore. Well, we know? will, we will, <laughs> but we will, just not right now. Back. Not right <laughs> yeah. now. We got a whole career of this show ahead of us. We got so many fight bites. So many. You guys fight don't even know. Bo and I are going to be celebrating our fifty and fifty fourth uh, birthdays <laughs> respectively, and we'll be nearing the end of the Monday Night Wars with the fight bites episode. <laughs> yeah, we might be in maybe nineteen ninety nine. Getting to that two thousand two thousand one plus. Buyout. We'll be getting close. We'll be really the the war will be in full. Uh, full heat. Mike and I will be down in our bunker because obviously the nukes have gone off. Surely, yeah. <laughs> By then, the nukes will have all gone. Um, Cold War Two. Yeah. Hey, Mike. Mm, uh, mm. I have a question for you, but it's in your voice. Great. What if I just stared at you the whole length of the song that you came? <laughs> Mike, I, I need. I want to show you mine first. Okay. Let me get that link for you. It's a little, a uh, little, little quick little gif. Okay, here we go. Uh, this is a tweet from an account uh, at Resno Contest, and the the name is Wrestling. Uh, and the caption is still one of my favorite clips of him. Hashtag R.I.P. Brody Lee. Okay, here we go. Okay, huh? Oh, yes! Yes! <laughs> Holy shit! Who did that on the on Wednesday's Dynamite? Do you remember that? Yeah, I do. Oh, okay, I have to watch Brody's again, though. Where we get? Okay, check. The referee's checking him. Oh, that sound. Apparently, he actually dislocated his jaw, so that sound is very, very much real. Oh. He fucked him right up proper. Oh, my and God. And it was Evil Uno that started the tag match that way while the ref was checking whoever they were fighting. Yes, he, he, right. So you big booted him. So another tribute. Did you watch it again? Jesus, I watched it 15 times. <laughs> and yes, that's the sound of somebody's foot dislocating another man's jaw because Brody's hands are nowhere near his own thighs Mm-mm. he is or that's not a anyway, that's not a slap that that that's a straight uh trip for the other man to the hospital and is is that the 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 mike the shooters that's not a slap that's a snap stamp of approval. not a slap that's a snap yeah i'm gonna go <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Well, he's got more of a stapler gun for his because it's slap, not snap. It's whatever. It's oh, my fucking God. <laughs> Jesus it's really good. Christ. I forget what. I don't know where that is, though. That might be. 
It's probably Chikara. So is it shithouse? Yeah, Bo. It's extremely <laughs> shithouse. It's so, so shithouse. I don't I don't know. It's so shithouse that I'm tempted to to give you to show you some stuff uh, that I had reserved for the karate the upcoming second annual karate man special. Uh, mm-hmm. just to to give you context for what that looks like in real life, but I'm gonna hold off on that. Uh, that was he dislocated his jaw, so it was as real. It as was it that is that's as real. <laughs> yes, uh, that is uh, that is terrifying. I would not, I would not want to take that. No, definitely shit house. What do you got for me? Ooh, okay. Um, all right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I've got another gif for you, my friend. All right, this is from uh, the account on Twitter at Alan with it, two A's underscore cheap shot. Bret Hart selling Steve Austin Stunner is the best, most realistic sell job of the move you will ever see. It really makes it look legitimately devastating to take. All right. Let me check this out. Oh, Brett. Uh, why'd you do that? Brett, why'd you do it that way? Ow. <laughs> Jesus. <laughs> no, it's, it's very shithouse and it looks very painful. <laughs> like, anytime there's a wrestling move where a dead stop happens, that's concerning. <laughs> You know, it's, it's, it's the little, t- it's the tiny movement of his head. I know really he snaps me. it back like that. Just oh, Cause, cause all that tells me is that his brain slapped against his skull. Yeah. So hard and quick right there. Yeah. It's definitely shit house. Cool. When, Great. When I thought so that? too. I thought so 90, too. 90, 96, four through five, three. What year do you think? Oh, that what is? year? I believe yeah. this is '96, and I believe it is from their match at Survivor Series, which I think is was. This is the one we haven't watched. We right? haven't watched this, but it's right. it's arguably just as good as the WrestleMania 13 match. Cool. I think this. You said we should have showed Brian this match, right? Instead, Did you, is that what you said? Maybe. Yeah. Maybe. Because you, you brought it up recently. This match. Yeah, it's really, really good. Uh, it's possible that we should have showed him this because instead of leaning into the idea of like submission wrestling and and holds and stuff, because he likes, uh, you know, jujitsu and and uh, actually has some experience with legitimate, you know, like uh, legitimate catch holds and stuff. Uh, it might have been better to show him a more classic wrestling match. Uh, that doesn't rely so much on uh, submission for the for for the win. Yeah, but counterpoint to this, since we're a more comedy show nowadays, I was thinking of a new t- tagline. I still like what wrestling can be, but I also like <laughs> that we're we're comedy wrestling singing <laughs> because that's pretty much the show mm. comedy wrestling singing, but. Um, anyway, I was thinking, wouldn't it be funny if we just, every time we invite, uh, Brian back, we just show him Bret Hart and Steve Austin wrestling in a different match. Oh, that's a great (laughs) idea until he likes it. Yeah. We got this. Have I seen this? No, no, it's a different one. It's a different one. You can see a different backdrop. There's a different ramp. Everything's different. Different. Everything's different. It's a different match. Um, (laughs) yeah. So do you have a, do you have another shithouse for me or just the one? I do. And I was thinking about holding it, but it's too good. Ooh, it's too good okay. To, to hold it. Okay. Um, and you'll see the reason I was going to hold it is more of a continuity thing. Because, Mike, I don't know if you know this, uh-huh. but there is an issue going on with the mink population. <laughs> <laughs> no! What? How? How is there a 
another headline! <gasps> okay. There ain't continuity, because you'll hear in a, in a coming up episode, we, with our guests, talk about what's the next Mink story. And well, here's the next Mink story. <laughs> yes, in the episode one week from now, there will be an update on 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 the 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 covid zombie mink situation <laughs> and now we have we have another one um this is a a, a headline that comes from the atlantic um which is uh, you know arguably the 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 snootiest most elite like serious <laughs> publication in the entire united states so uh here we go it's under the health just read the first paragraph for The me. mink pandemic is no joke. Nine counties have now reported outbreaks on mink farms. All right, here we go. Since early this summer, Keith Poulsen, the director of the Wisconsin Veterinary Diagnostic Laboratory, was worried about mink. Poulsen's lab is part of a national network of veterinary labs that work on animal diseases, and they had, quote, been watching COVID-19 very carefully, end quote. In Europe, mink on fur farms were catching COVID-19, and they seemed to be able to pass it back to people. The Netherlands had an outbreak in April, and uh, Danish mink farms quickly followed in June. By October, the situation was <laughs> gruesome. Hundreds of mink farms in Denmark and the Netherlands had COVID-19 cases, and two farms in Utah had reported the first U.S. cases in mink. All right, so you know like CSI, NCIS, those shows where they're like standing over a computer with a tech guy. Yeah. yeah. Or tech gal or the, the IT person like, hey, can you zoom in, zoom in, zoom in? So let's do that real quick. Yeah, enhance. And can you enhance the next story right there? Oh, okay. Let me see. Um, enhance from nationwide too. Just enhance. Oh God. Zoom. Let's zoom in. Enhance. Enhance. Headline is uh, from the Oregonian. Oregon mink <laughs> trapped in wild tests positive for coronavirus. It's just out there, baby. It's a wild mink. Oregon, Oregon mink trapped in wild tests positive for coronavirus, raising fears of mutant. <laughs> Viral strain. An Oregon mink <gasps> trapped in the wild tested positive for the coronavirus this month. Good! Good! That's great! All right. Okay. So we zoomed in state level. Okay. So let's just enhance. And, uh, yeah, that's terrifying. Apparently, Sarah, you know, because Sarah's uh, making her way toward medical school, right? She uh, informed me that mink are apparently extremely uh, similar to humans in, in in terms of like dissection and stuff like that like organs and whatever um i think uh, pigs are too but yeah mink mink is um has something to do with uh testing on mink is like a good indication it's like one of the steps they take before they test on humans so which is probably why it's transmittable the coronavirus yeah so yeah like yeah that's, dogs yeah. get it i guess dogs can't give it back to us and they don't die in hordes like us humans. But right. Mink. I just like that this story weeks ago started out just this Netherlands, right? Yeah, it's far away. Real far away. Yeah. And then each story has just gotten closer <laughs> and closer. But got hey listeners, next week you're in for a good one. <laughs> it's a real good one. There's a photo. Oh yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I don't want to spoil it, but No, uh, that's it. 
Just, I mean, yeah. Um, so, Bo, it's shit house. <laughs> it's scary. Um, and I don't really like to think about it. And I don't. <sighs> I uh, as soon as, as if the next story is Mercury News because it's local, I'm gonna be very mad. <laughs> I want. I uh, yeah. Me too. Me too. Me too. I want this Meek to be Farm over. Central. Portland. I want this to be over, Bo. I'm so over it. And it just, we, you know, it's like, okay, the vaccine is here and whatever, but like, it, it just, it, if it's, the vaccine is not getting out fast enough and some people don't even want to take the vaccine because they're <laughs> scared of the vaccine as opposed to coronavirus. And, uh, if, if we all get the vaccine and we finally, uh, a year from now or whatever, do reach herd immunity, but the virus is mutated because it's been living in all these wild mink, and then we get, they, they give us back a new strain. We'll be exactly where we are right now, and oh, I yeah, can't. There's a, there's a mutated strain going through people in, in Europe right now. Uh, in, in London, I think, is where it's happening. God, why? <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's a real uh, shit show here. Uh, but you know what? I just want to be back on stage, Bo. I want to be back on stage so bad with my friends. I know. I was just about to say, I really, I want to know when we can do this show live. (laughs) I miss it so much. I miss seeing people that I love and like getting to hang out with my nephews. It is for the love of God, everyone, please, please wear a mask, please. You know, I got people every day giving me looks because I ask them to wear their mask properly. Every day. I'm like, hey, could you pull the mask up over your face? Up over your fucking nose. Could you, you please you pull it over your nose? You know. <laughs> you know, I had a guy the other day that actually I told, I said, oh, sir, could you please pull your mask up over your nose? And he pulled it up not only over his nose, but over his eyes as well. He was wearing glasses and he pulled it up over his glasses so that he had effectively blocked his vision. And he threw his hands up like, are you happy now? So how, what, what, uh, what age would this person be? This like? was, a, I would say, probably a 60-year-old man-ish. Okay. Somewhere between 55 and 65. Just doing a straight three-year-old tantrum. Um, and I don't let uh, let me answer me this. Did the mask uh, go up above his mouth, his mouth when he did that? Or was it covering his entire face? Yeah. Because that makes it funny if it's his entire face. No, it was his entire face. It was, it was, it was, was, because the thing is it was his neck. It was like a neck scarf mask. You know, those that kind of hang around your neck. That tells me he's done the move multiple times. He had it over (laughs) his mouth, but not his nose. And I was about to speak to him. And I said, could you please just pull that up over your nose. And I was about to apologize and say, you know, I'm sorry. I I know that that probably fogs up your glasses and that sucks, but (laughs) it's important that, that, you know, I really appreciate it. But before I could get that out, the, the neck scarf went all the way up from his (laughs) neck to his forehead and he threw his arms up like whatever. And then we had to finish our conversation with him having the shit all, him his eyes covered by his next car oh he didn't he stuck with the gimmick yeah he stayed he committed he committed to the gimmick 
for is this part of is that shit house? Because I think that's kind of shit. Quite house a while, now. yeah. He really, he really committed to it. I, I, I admired the commitment. I did. It's, it's, it's the reasoning behind the joke that sucks of why he did that because he's, he's careless. But yeah. the joke in question was pretty funny. Now that you put it in context of him keeping it, I really hope when he ate, he lifted the bottom <laughs> half up. He, he had a, a complete <laughs> meal sitting in darkness. No, eventually he pulled it down. Um, but I will say that when I asked him if he needed anything else, I almost asked. Uh, I didn't, which was good. But I yeah. almost asked if he needed so- anything else like a diaper or a pacifier <laughs> um, or um an episode of Blue's Clues to just be able to get him through the rest of his day uh, because I could tell he was having a really a really hard time and it's possible that he had uh, made a doo-doo in his diaper. So. And you know what? He, by that time, he's probably pretty exhausted because, you know, he's done that mask over his eye move at every single location he's been to before he got to you. So he's got, remember I hurt my wrist doing my stamp? He, his wrist is hurt. He's 60 lifting it up and down, up and down, up and down. Yeah. So anyway, everybody, yeah, please wear please wear your mask. Uh, Bo, it's uh, it's shit house. Um, and uh, please don't go out to eat right now. Please just stay home and get the vaccine, and then continue to stay home if if at all possible. Um, I have one more shit house for you before we get to our oh, matches. Yes, if that's a, if that's okay. Perfectly okay. Okay, great. I'm glad that you said yes because you're gonna like this. The thumbnail to the second Oregonian mink picture uh, article really pisses me off because those mink have COVID and they're like, we went out, we want to give it to you. That's what they're saying. Yeah, I don't like evil mink. <laughs> those are the ones I'm okay with making coats from. <laughs> that... Oh wait, I think I screwed up. Oh no, I didn't. Same account, same account. This dude has been a genius in my timeline for mm, uh, maybe 10 years. Okay, so this is, again, Alan with an A, two A's, Alan underscore cheap shot. Fantastic pre-WWF Macho Man Randy Savage music video. Pressing play. Fuck yeah. <laughs> I love the uh, the pickle filter. Yeah. It looks like he's in. He's just so green. Yeah, it's cool, right? Boom, 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 boom. Also, isn't this a, isn't this like a jam too? <laughs> yeah. So is this his walkout music, or like his 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 music and or is it just a music video, kind of like the uh, the one we saw for the uh, Von Erich? I don't know what the fuck this is. I guess is it's fan, I guess it's a fan it's, thing. No, I don't think. I, I well, my guess is that it is an. It was produced by like because it looks like if you watch to the end, it looks like it's promoting a feud between Randy Savage and Jerry Lawler. Okay. Which I assume was in I believe in Memphis, Memphis wrestling because that was Jerry's territory, and uh, I I think this was probably a production of the of the of that territory. It's rocking. They knew what they were doing. Oh, that's a good look. It was at, uh, I'm pausing it here. It was at minute 15. Yeah. Um, in the headband and denim vest. Ooh, there it is. Minute 11. He's got the, he's got his wrists and his hands taped up. Oh, yeah. Man, if I could just look like that for one day of my life, I could die. That would be fine. That would be great. Put a headband on me and give me some muscles and I have the hair already, you know? Yeah, that's true. Yeah, it's like, (laughs) hey. 
Um, but yes, it's shit house. I think for music alone, but then him coming out of the pool and flexing. Also, did you get to the pile? Did you get to the pile driver yet? Let me press play. Get to the pile driver. That's important. <laughs> it's really. I don't know. He came out of the pool. He jumped in the pool, then came out and flexed. That seemed like the most important. Dude, it's the pile driver is way ahead of its time. Oh, on the table there? Yeah, watch. Where he falls over the, the guardian rope. Who's he fighting there? Who's he wrestling? I don't know. It looks like Hennig, right? Blonde guy? Ooh, it might have been. But he yeah, he pile drives somebody through a table, through an announce table, which is, uh, to my knowledge, not something that happened. The first time I ever saw it, chronologically like not the first time i ever saw it but the first like the oldest that i ever saw somebody do that was in 89 when terry funk does it to rick flair in wcw uh ahead of their i quit match that was the earliest that i ever saw a pile driver on a table um but this is way before that this is yeah. the early 80s i'm now trying to like picture like when did I first see a table spot in general? Yeah. Like who when's the first time it would have had to have been probably on Raw. So I was big in the attitude era at that time. They were winning my winning my viewership was well, no, I was flipping back and forth. So it would have had to have been there because I don't think I saw a, a table spot as a kid. I think I did. I think I saw a table spot and I, I, I can't be sure, but I think at Royal Rumble ninety five. Brett takes the best table spot I think I've ever seen. Uh, against he's against Diesel, and if it wasn't at Royal Rumble '95, then it was somewhere around there. But he gets just um, he's standing on the ring apron, and he gets pushed like off the ring apron. Like uh, Diesel, I think, grabs the ropes and just like shakes them, uh, and makes like, Brett pushes him to spring him. Off the yeah, apron. and he just falls back, and he's just free-falling away from the ring, and he lands on the announce table, and it's got all the shit on it. And the it's and one of the old tables too, right? There's no, there's no like curtain on the. You can see everyone's legs. No, right? it's, it's a real, it's a real table, and the announcers <laughs> scatter like fucking cockroaches, yeah. <laughs> and it is so awesome and so real feeling and like it, it maybe that actually happened in real life that was the only one that i remember though from being a kid the rest came way later now you've brought something up that i want to speak on before we start our first match yeah it's the announcer bump when the table spot happens mm -hmm. you, someone specifically wwe where you know vince has told he had to have told all of his announcers that Hey, if a wrestler hits the table, breaks the table, and they so much as their hair brushes your leg, you must be knocked out for X amount of time. You can't be on the booth until you wake back up. Yeah. Because anytime someone gets barely touched, like Michael Cole will fly out of there if his foot, if someone's, if, if Jay Uso's foot hits Michael Cole's knee, Michael Cole will go flying <laughs> towards the ring bell. <laughs> yeah. And just sit yeah. there for two minutes. Yeah. Do you like that or think it's a bit much? I like it because here's the thing. If if the announcer manages to actually get out of the way of whatever's happening and he can continue to go, oh, my God, I lost my headset and we have there's complete destruction here and really put it over. I think that's great. But if he actually if an announcer, a lowly announcer who doesn't work out, 
who isn't a wrestler gets affected by a wrestler going through his announce table and gets hit in some way then by the sort of the transitive property that we use in mathematics yes i think that that announcer has to be basically dead very similar to if a if a wrestler hits a referee with all that said we have these matches we got five matches we picked between mike and i and how do we want to do that i have them laid out in my notes i have them from earliest to oldest which I kind of feel that would be the fun way. Perfect. To yes, let's do it. That sounds great. So with that said, everyone, the first match we're going to watch is Cody Rhodes as the champion, TNT champion, versus Brody Lee from AEW Dynamite on August 22nd of last year. So very recent. Um, and this was in Jacksonville, Florida, because that's where all the Dynamites take place. Um and we're watching, if you have like Fight TV or BR Network, I think you can look at archived Dynamites on there for free, maybe. Yeah, I think that's correct. Well. Also, yeah, if you have the TNT app, which means you have like a cable subscription, um, yeah. yes, you can you can watch this match. But if not, I'll be linking to it to the YouTube. YouTube has a, has a cut on there. Oh, cool. Well, the full match. So we're going to watch that and we'll be right back to talk about it. Um, still just as good as it was months ago. It's perfect. I remember being so surprised that the match was actually over. Or was this when I could watch it live? Were we watching it live together? I think we might have been watching it live together. Mm. When we were texting back and forth. Yeah, I think it was. I remember I was so happy about it. <laughs> I was so excited because it was like, it was like, wow, wow. The bigger, stronger guy got off to a hot start and just dominated, and Cody never made his comeback. Like, that was so cool to me and so realistic that that it, it just it made Brody Lee into the monster that I kind of always wished that he had been, you know? Yeah. It, it also, for AEW as a company... Uh, it, it solidified that anything can happen scenario here on our show. Kind of like almost like when Private Party beat the Bucks. Yeah, totally. That yes. was like same same energy. And that this happened on a dynamite, which I think the 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 tag team thing also was on a dynamite too, because it was a tournament. So so Cody and Brody working this match together amplified not only, you know, the title itself as the secondary title, but also just the whole brand as a, as a freshman brand. Yeah. Well, and it made a lot of sense too, because Brody had just gone through that difficult loss to Moxley for the world title, right? Where he was regrouping and like, okay, now there is no more fucking around, you know, mm -hmm. like I'm not screwing around anymore. And I know how big I am and how strong I am and how skilled I am. And Cody has been, fucking around for weeks on dynamite and you know like flexing and arn's been yelling at him like mm -hmm. stop doing that and you cocky bravado is comes off of him totally totally if if my only complaint about this is that i wish that it could have lasted longer that that it could have been right, a bigger yeah. story yeah and I, well, I don't think we were recording i just said this but i feel like he dropped the title because if his health was waning he knew it that's what that's what I feel. No, no, that's just what I feel. Mm, happen. We don't mm, know, of course. Yeah. So because that was weird. And when that happened, I was like, well, what the fuck? Why did he already lose the belt? He was on a good run. Yeah, he, he lost the belt quick with him. Yeah. And Cody switches hair back from dark to blonde. Yeah. It was like Cody's heel turn. But then Brody leaving the company for months made him go back face. It was really strange. And now in retrospect, uh, things have come a bit more clear. 
but it sucks. It sucks, it sucks, it sucks. Because, yeah, like we mentioned earlier in the episode, there's so much uh, um, storyline and just uh, potential that's just on the cutting room floor now. We're never even got close. Yeah. Amazing, amazing chemistry between those guys. Right. Yeah, we don't even speak on the uh, the rematch they had, which uh, I told Mike I didn't want to watch mm. because it's it's Brody's final match of all time. The the dog collar match yeah. where, where, where Cody wins the belt back. That is, it might be recency bias, but that has been on a majority of the lists of Brody list best matches of all time. Because it was, that dog collar match was fucking bloody violent. The way... TN, to the way TNT made him submit. The way TNT, Cody. Ah. <laughs> Great. Oh, was that a, like a Freudian slip where I'm calling Cody TNT? <laughs> anyway, the way he took took Brody out in that match with what didn't he submit him with like a like a headlock or something with a chain around his in his mouth or something? I forget how it ended. No, I think I I think it was a crossroads. That that it was. I think it was a pinfall. I don't think it was a submission. It wasn't a. It wasn't a Tommy Dreamer with C W Anderson. Yeah, I'm, I'm. I'm like, am I conflating these two? I events? think you are. Yeah. Well, and 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 Moxley and uh, uh, Eddie Kingston. Right. That was an I Quit match oh, as well. That happened. Yeah. Are we sure? Did Cody not take a dog collar in the mouth or something? Somebody did. Somebody eventually, definitely well, took a dog collar across the eyes or across the mouth in that match. I feel like uh, we'll revisit that for shithouse number two at the end of this year. Um, Cause I feel like that would make the bracket for the next one. Ooh. Yeah. But, um, do we know if Meltzer rates dynamites? Probably not. Right. He might. I mean, I don't know if he rates dynamites. I mean, let's, yeah. I mean, let's, let's, let's look. So Meltzer doesn't have ratings for this. Well, he has weird ratings for the tag matches on this dynamite. Very strange. Didn't rate this match, but we did. We rated it. But what did we rate it? We did. Yeah, no, that's a good, that's a good question because this one we rated quite a while ago. So it was kind of hard to remember what I gave this match. Um, but as I recall, let me just flip through here and see. I, uh, let me see. Oh, there we go. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Okay. See page 86. I gave this match a uh, seven out of eight pit bulls versus terriers. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. So the terriers, Cody, I guess. Yeah. Cody's the terrier. <laughs> get tore apart. Cody's the terrier. Um, and, uh, because in modern wrestling, the, uh, unfortunately, well, in my opinion, unfortunately, the psychology is that everyone, no matter what size they are, everyone's the same size. And no matter how fast they are, everyone is, is fast. And you know how and if you're the, Lance Archer, everybody, well, they die. Everybody dies. <laughs> and I, I think that Brody Lee is kind of a throwback in that I didn't, I never saw Brody Lee go to the top rope. To my recollection, I never saw, you know, he was just a dude that was like six, eight and 330 yeah. pounds. And then if he is, was, if he was coming off the top or the middle rope, it would, it's probably with a lariat. I would assume like a fall, a falling lariat or something. Probably. I never saw Brody Lee do a backflip. And it was kind of a thing where it's like Brody Lee didn't have to do a backflip. Brody Lee could just kick you in the face if he wanted to and, and just dislocate your jaw, you know, like he never had to. It just makes sense to me that Cody with that sort of, you know, his like 
lack of focus in that match and that straight ahead style where he just ran into a fucking bus and he didn't know what to do. That that over the ref kick spot would have worked very well in that match. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. And you know, Cody would have taken it so well. Yeah. He would have sold the shit out yeah, of it. Yeah, Cody's great. He's a good wrestler. Uh, so well, seven, seven out of yeah, seven out of eight Pitbulls versus Terriers. What do you got? I got uh mine is here on page eighty six. Um it is four out of four delicious Thanksgiving pie. Squash pie. Pie made of squash. Have you had squash pie? It's got a bland flavor. Wait, to do it. you mean pumpkin pie? No, I'm talking about squash pie. If you had it, I've had it. It's not made up. What bland. the fuck are you talking about? Squash pie. There's no squash pie. It's like a different pie. color. It's there's pumpkin pie. Yeah, and there's there's yeah there's pumpernickel. There's that so many. Wait, pies pumpernickel out there. is a bread. What are you talking there's, about? If you go to Sherry's, you get the pump the pumpernickel crust with the plum. Uh, infused uh, squash pie. It's real good. This time of year, you can get it for on sale because it's over. Jan- it's after January now, so it's twenty percent off. Um, but the squashes in it are beautiful, and I love them, and they taste delicious, and that's why there's four of them, and I, it's great. Great. Four out of four squash pies. Yeah, squash pies. Squash. Uh, or no, you said. I'm sorry. You said Thanksgiving pies. <laughs> Thanksgiving squash pies. Squash yeah. pies. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Great. Uh, the squash pie. It's like Thanksgiving to January. You know, second is when you get the squash pies. That's the that's the season for them. So it's a big thing in Texas. That makes. I mean, that tracks for me because I know nothing about Texas. Is that does that end the conversation? So that that, that, that I mean, I can't. I can't. It's like, or you're like trash is. You know, like stars are made out of trash, but I don't know enough to refute that. <laughs> it's your roadblock on your questionnaire. Is now nah, it's Texas, dude. You've never been. It's te- never I've been. never been to Texas, so I don't. I yeah, I don't. I I don't know. But we uh, we have uh, another match, don't we? We do. We're gonna go back in time. Couple years, five in fact. Ooh! Back to a to a day in March, March 29th, two thousand fifteen. What happens in March in the company of the WWE, Mike? What's in March usually? Well, I think it's uh, nowadays it's more like April, but uh, WrestleMania, pal. And this WrestleMania is an important one because it's coming off that white hot number 30 with Daniel Bryan winning those two Triple H and the title matches. Good. Best WrestleMania in modern history. Number it 30. It was so, so good. I remember watching. I, it was like one of the things that got me kind of back into wrestling was watching mm-hmm. Daniel Bryan win that first match and then win the world title later. It just it like it very much reminded me of Bret at WrestleMania 10. The whole yes movement when he got all the people in the shirts into the ring and then wouldn't leave the ring until he got oh. Triple H a, a match, two match or whatever. Man, good stuff. But we're not here to talk about Daniel Bryan, but maybe we are because, buddy, he's in this match. He's in this match, and it's good that he's in this match because it's a good match. I remember watching it, and I didn't know what it was until Mike suggested it, and I, then I read who's in it. It's a seven-man, <laughs> it's a seven-way ladder match. For the Intercontinental Belt, who is currently held by, I've got some bad news. <laughs> bad news, Mr. Stu Barrett, who he's doing commentary on what? NXT? Is Stu Barrett? Yeah, NXT? or NXT UK or, no, NXT, yeah, I don't know. Yeah, yeah he's something. NXT proper. Yeah. Short stint with, with on, on, uh, on NWA Power, but now he's making the big bucks again over at <laughs> WWE. Uh, but he's the champion, IC champ, uh, but he's going up against 
uh, the aforementioned Brody Lee, but Luke Harper at the time, uh, uh, Cody Rhodes, Stardust at the time, Daniel Bryan, Daniel Bryan, yeah. we just talked about, yeah, R Truth, one of the most underrated fucking wrestlers on the planet, mm-hmm. who's I think in this match he's like forty four or five, he's just, but he looks like he's like made of granite, twenty two year old, yeah, R-Truth totally, rules. totally. We got Dolph Ziggler, woo, we uh, he sells like a champ, he's gonna sell like hell in this match, and then. Also, Mr. John Moxley, formerly Dean Ambrose. Oh wow, and dude! This must be this must be post Shield breakup. Yeah, I think so. And I forgot. I remember watching this match live, but I've forgotten a lot about it. I just I wanted to watch it again because I had such a fond memory of it. Like I remember the opening. It opened the show at WrestleMania 31, and I was just. It's not my type of match, but I was just blown away and like really excited for the rest of the show. And the rest of the show was not as good. <laughs> yeah, yeah. As this. It, it's, it, this match is interesting. I like these big ladder matches that they do with WD because the, the makeup of, of the wrestlers is so always so varied. Yeah. Like, let's look at the list here. So Bad News Barrett, Svelte Shithouse, Luke Harper Shithouse, Stardust, uh, Svelte. Daniel Bryan, stocky little svelte guy. R-Truth, Granite. Dolph Ziggler, svelte. Dean, svelte. Okay, well, they're all svelte, all right? They're all thin and muscular men. Maybe it's only Luke Harper that's the big guy, but listen, the makeup's great. We're going to watch it, and it's on WWE Network. Again, WrestleMania 31. Mike, you have a point? You have your finger up. What do you got? Just that I remember being struck by the 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 majority of the the, the wrestlers in this match and the, the mm-hmm. contrast between them and uh, Luke Harper, Brody Lee, and being like, what is he doing in this match? Really? Like, this is a match clearly for, like, medium-sized guys to take big bumps and to do crazy stuff. What's he doing here? And I remember being so impressed by the presence that he had in this match, and he brings a, 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 a wrinkle to the match that was that made it better. Because of who he was as a wrestler and his his strengths. And I thought that was important to remember. Mike, and I think it's important to note that I like that you saved me there. Because I was making a weird statement that was not factual about how the match makeup was varied. But in fact, Luke Harper's the only one that's different. So thank you for backing that up and, and really helping me out of that ditch. There. Oh, no worries, man. Yeah, it was a point that I wanted to make anyway. So I'm glad that we got to it. We, we got through the muck of falsity to get to your <laughs> reality point. Anyway, everyone, this is on the network again. WrestleMania 31. It's the first match. It's three minutes. In, it's five minutes into the show. Uh, uh, we'll we'll get to you after after we watch it. We hope you watch it too. All right, let's talk about this match. Let's good. Mike, but not as good as I remember. Yeah, I I, I think you're right. Uh, I think that it was still fun, but there was stuff going on that uh, didn't really tickle me as much as it did the first time I watched it. We've been spoiled with better wrestling in the last five years. Probably, yeah. That, that probably has to do with it. Or not even spoiled. We just, we, wrestling has gotten better because you know more competition has showed up not just AEW, but just 
New Japan getting bigger, ROH still getting bigger, the whole California scene of wrestlers. Um, but uh, still some great spots, though. The the Luke Harper highlight where he murders Dean Ambrose. Yeah, who had the best who had the best moment of the match? <laughs> okay, let's go through from kind of from the beginning. I think Sardust bouncing uh, trust fall is a great thing, but that's normal, so it won't count. Yeah. Um, Luke Harper doing a tope suicida, the name of our show. Uh, scary, but not. We've seen it before. That power bomb of Dean where he murdered his friend, though. Yeah. Pretty shit house. Yeah, it was cool. And I, Mike, and I think this is the match where, on the outside, John Moxley gets his head stapled with some dissolvable staples back up. It might be this match because he never comes back into the ring once, <laughs> once Luke Harper power bombs him out through that ladder. He never comes back. Yeah, because he kills him. He's yeah, dead. He's yeah, dead. He's, he's dead. dead. He's dead. Yeah. If I mean, if this if we would have watched this a couple weeks ago, this might have beaten out Rey Mysterio being thrown off the roof, because th in this one Moxley actually did die. He he died. Yeah, it definitely appears that he is dead after taking <laughs> that power bomb uh, from the from ring about fifteen feet up <laughs> from the ring to the floor through a, through a gimmick ladder. It looked it looked real good. It looked real I bet, good. I bet John wished that it was a real ladder just so he'd have some bounce. But instead, he went through it like fucking crumbly graham cracker. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it is always weird to me that they're like, oh, they went through the ladder. When um, it's, it's clear that the middle of the ladder you <laughs> is made of uh is made of PPC, wood. If that, <laughs> plywood, the shittiest plywood. Yeah, you've just you've just somehow gimmicked a lot. Yeah, it's it, it uh, you know what what whatever. It was I just cool. picture some some road guy that sets up the ring and stuff when they're on the road. He doesn't know one of the ladders is gimmicked. And he sets it up, but he gets to the top before each run breaks. He just goes down each one. <laughs> just particle board everywhere. Now he's got to sweep that up. <laughs> he's made a whole new job for himself because he grabbed the wrong ladder. <laughs> and the lighting rig, he dropped it, you know? <laughs> yeah, you know, it's tough. It's tough to be in that position when you're working for a pro wrestling company because you never know if you've got a real ladder or whether yeah, and if it's Vince a, is yeah. watching and he sees you break that gimmick ladder, boy, you're not going to hear the end of it. You no, might even be let go. He's cracking up. He's slapping Bruce Pritchard's back. <laughs> Only thing would be better if he farted. Pal. <laughs> hey, pal, you fart when you went down. <laughs> Can you puke? Puke. <laughs> I forgot to ask. I was going to ask, like, what you think of Beyond the Map? Oh, we'll save that for oh, episode. oh, my God. He's going to puke. He's going to puke. The next fight bites we'll talk about Beyond the Mat because it's the same era. This yeah. Like a good... Time to bring that up. But okay, so ratings for this match, though. Um, this one, I think, yeah, definitely Meltzer has a rating for this one. So he gave this match. What do you think, Mike? Um, I bet he gave this match three and a quarter out of five. Very close. Four and a quarter. Oh, four and a quarter. Oh, I wasn't that star. close. Wow, four and a quarter. Wow. Yeah, a whole extra star. Wow. But I have a rating for it. Okay, yeah, bring it. Um, if you want to look it up, it's, it's just see it on page 86. And it is one out of one death blow <laughs> okay. where the character of Dean Ambrose was murdered and he never came back. Yeah. He never came back. 
And for the three years that followed, he was just there shooting mustard and ketchup at people. Ugh. Doing hot dog stuff with Seth. He hated Seth. Oh, Seth, that dog. Turned on him. Boy, that potential, that whole storyline never came to fruition, huh? Inner shield turmoil. Yeah, shield not turmoil. even a little bit. Not even a little bit. No. <laughs> and then whenever they would reunite as the three, they'd make a big deal out of it. It's like, well, they haven't done anything alone, so what is it? <laughs> So that's my score. What's yours? That's uh, really funny that that's your score because my score is definitely uh, 10 out of 10 dead deans. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. We uh, You can see that on it. What page is that? It's on page four. Okay. <laughs> Can't think of a funny reason as to why it would be so early in the book. Well, there's no funny reason. It's just that we, we started, we, we listed them in the order that we, yeah, thought of, we thought of the ratings. And this one just happened to come super early. For me it's just so weird that it's on a wildly different page than where mine was for the same match but you know we don't tell the book what to do the book like it just came to us as we put it together you know we didn't proofread we just it, the, the 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 thoughts came we wrote them down <laughs> i can't tell you why uh they came in that order but they did and that's uh we're gonna look for it on all your uh book selling platforms mm. apparently there's a there's a bookseller online called amazon hmm. that sells books you're able to just like buy but you don't have to go to a bookstore or anything you can just log on to the internet and they sell only hardcovers right only hardcovers yeah i mean i think if you're going to own a book it should probably be hardcover right like what do you nobody wants to be the paperback guy um well that's great that rating's great but you know what i really want to do mm. go back in time okay a little bit further where do you think we're going now oh boy uh ring of honor nope we're just going one year prior we're still in wwe oh okay. we're going to the year cool 2014 the day, July 20th, the pay-per-view, WWE Battleground. Curtain-jerking match is the Usos, who I believe are the current tag champs, versus the Wyatts, old Eric Rowan and Luke Harper themselves. And I remember watching this match, and if I recall, it was really good, but we'll see how it ends up. Again, everyone, it's on the WWE Network. You can find it there. We'll see you after the uh... about that barn burner <laughs> kick ass dude kick ass you know I'm a, you know i'm a sucker you know i'm a sucker for a you two, out, two of three. out of three mm-hmm. mm, you know i love a two out of three falls match because anything can happen and it is it it hits the reset button you know you know what, you know what my favorite part of a two out of three fall match is tell me the, that every time before the first fall i forget that it's two out of three and there's that split second that I get a bit agitated or a bit happy, but then I get sucked right back down to earth because, buddy, there's two more falls potentially. Oh, baby, there's two falls. You know what I love in a two out of three falls match? Hmm. When it ends in two straight falls for someone. Ooh, yeah, I fucking love stuck. that. I love that. Now, I, 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 that isn't what happened in this match, and I loved this match. I thought it was great. Uh, beautiful, beautiful storytelling. Uh, very fun. J just, just a nice, uh, contrast of like body types and styles. Mm -hmm. And I'm just still, I'm, I am so, uh, uh, impressed by how 
agile and like athletic Harper and Rowan are for men yeah, of that even size. Rowan, which I don't remember him being that acrobatic, but Mike, you know what I love about a two out of three? Tell me. I love the hot pin. Like the hot tag, the hot pin where it comes out of nowhere, like that second fall. Yeah. Ooh, and everyone just pops right up from it because no one's hurt. It just happened. It's a hot pin. It's a hot and pin. So and it can happen because it's a two out of three falls match. And, and it would never usually happen in a one fall match. But it, it's really nice to know. Like it makes the action more fun to watch when you know it could end at any minute, you know? Yeah. Man. It was really good. Hey, wait. What did Meltzer give it, though? Oh, I don't know. What do you think? Oh, oh, think? I, I, oh wow. Um, okay, so I, I would hope that he gave this match, like, four and a half out of five. He gave it four out of five, but highest rating on the entire card. Okay. The two matches that preceded it, Mike, were as follows. Speak of the devil. Adam Rose defeated... <laughs> Adam Rose picked up a win... Against Fandango. Okay. On a dark match uh -huh. in which Meltzer rated a dud. Followed that up by Cameron uh, defeated defeated Naomi. You remember Cameron? She was Naomi's partner. Right. Yeah. She showed up on Dynamite. Dynamite. The other, the, 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 the functodactyl that wasn't. Yeah. The yeah. bye boy, but now I think it's high boy. <laughs> Is her saying? Because bye boy is owned by WWE, but high boy. I love how much it delights you. How much th that it hate I hate it. It's really, it's really the dynamic of the show. Is I hate something, and then you are tickled by me hating it so much that you like lose your ability to like communicate. I want you to rate the rest of this card. AJ Lee is champion versus Paige for the Divas Championship. What what star rating? Seven minutes and 12, 12 seconds. Okay, well, because it was only seven minutes, I would imagine that those two could have a really good match. I'm pretty sure I saw yep. them have good matches. Yep. But I bet because it was only seven minutes that Dave gave it like one and a half. <laughs> Just a half star. Ooh, okay. Uh, up next, we got Rusev versus Jack Swagger. Uh, people in the current timeline, that's Miro versus Jake Hager. And at 9 minutes and 59 seconds. One star. Oh. One star. One and a half. Okay. <laughs> 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 okay. We got Seth Rollins versus Dean Ambrose in a forfeit. No time limit, just a forfeit. What's the rating? In a forfeit? I mean. Yeah. Yeah. I don't know. Um, Can you imagine paying for this pay-per-view and then a match between two of the biggest stars, Seth Rollins, Dean Ambrose, off of their shield breakup, go to a forfeit for this fucking thing you paid for? What does that mean? I mean, I guess that means that Seth was like, nah, I don't feel like it tonight and lost and like never came to the ring. Yeah, he would have had to have been the heel, right? Yeah, because he's he was heel most of that run. Yeah, he was do. definitely the heel. Um, I guess Melter gave it uh, like zero. Yeah, trick question. There's no rating, so you you got it. Ah. Uh, Chris Jericho versus Bray Wyatt in a 15 minute and two second match. Jericho versus Bray. How about there's no belts, no nothing, just a program. How about uh two, two and a half. Okay. All right, this is a big one. This is a battle royale. Wow, what a way to cap off this almost this pay-per-view. We got The Miz, Alberto Del Rio, Big E, Bo Dallas, Cesaro, Curtis Axel, Damian Sandow, Diego. Who is Diego? 
Oh yeah, Diego and they came back as a tag team as the 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 Cuban vacation people. No, right. <laughs> no, the uh, the or, the uh, or no, it's Puerto Puerto, Puerto yeah, Rico. Puerto. And they were the something stars, the shining. Oh, but they were stars? the luchador. They they were the the the. Well, they had the bull guy before that. Uh, Los Matadores. <laughs> yes. Yeah. And the bull totally took off. El Toro. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, Torito. El Torito. Yeah. <laughs> Fucking stole their thunder. They're yeah, like, he was dope. <laughs> El Torito was sick because he'd do these crazy springboards and shit. Uh, very had very uh, Zelina Vega energy. El right. Torito. All right, the recipes we got Diego, Dolph Ziggler, Heath Slater, Kofi Kingston, R Truth, <laughs> The Ryback, Sheamus, Sin Cara, The Great Kali, oh, woof, <laughs> Titus O'Neil. This match sucks. In a battle Xavier royal? Woods, In a battle royal? Zack Ryder, who, uh, 14 minute, 10 second battle royale. Uh, the Miz won. What, what did one half, one half star? Two and three quarters. Oh, and for a battle royal? Oh, my Man, God. The what? Miz won. <laughs> and the main event, it's a fatal four-way. Uh-huh. John Cena, your champion, versus Kane, Randy Orton, and Roman Reigns for the WWE World Heavyweight Championship belt. 18 minutes and 13 seconds. Main event. All right. So battle the thing round. I know about Dave is that the longer the match goes, the higher his rating is going to be. <laughs> so even if it's even if it's 18 minutes of dog shit, it's the if it's 4 minutes of dog shit, the the rating for the 18 match, 18 minute match will be higher than the 4 minute right. match. Right. And if it's in Japan, it's higher as well. It'll be higher even it more. Yes. Half star. So, uh because this was an 18 minute match, I bet this got like in Tampa. <laughs> <laughs> not, in, not, in not, not in Tokyo. <laughs> not in Tokyo. Uh, I bet it got uh, one and no, 18 minutes. I bet it got two and one quarter. Three and one quarter. Oh, Man, you've been off by like a star all night. Man, I don't know. Because, well, I didn't get to watch the matches, man. I'm having to just guess based <laughs> on the, what the mat, like the, the, the tale of the tape. Well, speaking of matches, Mike. We got two more, and you don't know what they are. I Wait, we, did, we didn't give ratings for this match, though. Did we not? No. What did we just watch? You. <laughs> I know it's it Battleground. You're such yeah, an, because we got Melt's rating. You're this is such an asshole. Then you started goes. doing the ratings for the whole card, what Dave gave the whole card. Okay. That's what distracted me. I give this match... Uh, one peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread, and then mm-hmm. you, but you're still hungry, and you look underneath the the like the the the, the Ziploc, the little uh, Ziploc bag full of like apple slices that your mom packed, and there's another peanut butter and jelly sandwich on white bread. I I, I give that uh that match seven out of 10 double peanut butter and jelly sandwiches because it's a two out of three falls match. And like you have a good thing that's happening and you're like, man, but I'm still hungry and I wish that there was more. And you know what there is. And you're like, maybe you can't even really finish that second peanut butter and jelly, but it's like awesome to have it, you know? Yeah. Yeah. It's beautiful. Seven out of 10 peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. And I think that's a perfect rating. Yeah. I mean, how could it not be? It came from the book. It came from your heart. Yeah, page 99. 
Yep. Well, yep. My rating here, Mike. Do you want? Do you want to know it? Yeah. You know what it is? It's, it on, it's on the bottom of page eighty-six. Yeah. It's um. It's ten out of ten, but actually twenty out of twenty. Salami splits. Let me tell you what salami splits are. So <laughs> this is a treat I like to make myself sometimes when I'm really feeling like I don't need my blood to move. What this treat is, is just, it's 10 saltine crackers. Yeah. We talked about salt. Hilariously popular video about salt. We talked about that a few episodes ago. Yeah. yeah, yeah. It's ten, so, so 10 saltine crackers and then 10 uh, uh, medium cut slices of hard uh, Genoa salami. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And I put them all on a plate together. I fan them out. They look good. They're presented well for my living room uh, wrestling while I watch wrestling tree. Yeah. And, and and the reason it becomes 20 out of 20 is because I'll split the saltine in half and then I'll tear the little salamis in half, fold them into little triangles <laughs> and put them on each half of the cracker. And I got a 10 for 10, but now it's 20 for 20 snackaroo, <laughs> a salami splits. And it's a good time. <laughs> and every time I have it, it's my favorite treat. And I let the salami sit on my tongue and let it rest there. And I really taste it. And I swallow it. And my cholesterol shoots to the roof. And my blood <laughs> no, stops moving. Wait, no. There, is, there any, is there any cheese? No. No. We just got saltine. <laughs> plain saltine. And it has salt. Salted saltine. And just, it's got to be Genoa. It can't be hard salami. Hard salami's got the peppers in it. Not good for the cracker. Good on a sandwich. Not good for the cracker. Oh, okay. Okay. So 10 out of 10, but actually 20 out of 20 salami splits. Great, great rating. Love that rating. Fantastic. Thank you. I was so eager to get to the matches. Yeah. Well, we have two more. We have two more to get to, don't we? We're actually going to do it. Okay. This one is going back in time. We're now in the year 2011. And we're in Tokyo, Japan. Okay. And we're at Kurokin Hall. Legendary Uh uh Kurokin Hall. Uh Uh And we're at Dragon Gate. They're a wrestling promotion. And we're watching Dragon Gate's Gate of Victory, October 13th, 2011. It's a one-off match. This is apparently the closest you will get to Brody Lee in New Japan is this Dragon Gate match. Uh-huh, uh-huh. Brody Lee versus Shingo Takagi. Okay. I didn't look him up. I probably have seen Oh, him. you know we'll Shingo. See. Yeah, Shingo is go. great in New Japan. I, actually, when I wrote how his, his name, I was like, I should look him up. I probably know who this is, but then you, I never did. So. Yeah, you do. But it's, I found this on, uh, we'll link it on Twitter and Facebook, but it's on this site called uh, BillyBilly.com. And I think that's a Japanese, like, YouTube variant. So, BillyBilly.com. Um, <laughs> and apparently this, this match is like, it's 11 minutes and just start to finish shithouse. So I hope that's true. Oh, great. I can't so, wait. It sounds awesome. <laughs> yeah. We'll see you after this with our ratings that we've already created. So, the way Shingo's <laughs> left leg lands over his right arm, yeah, in that finish, yeah, is real cool because it kind of hooks his neck before it eventually lands on his arm on the mat. Yeah, uh, yeah, Shingo's a real good wrestler. Yeah, Shingo's awesome, man. <laughs> he's, he's got that really singlet, that t- the tight strap singlet, which is a good look for his body type. Yeah, he's, he's mostly shoulders. You know, he's got a perfect V-shaped body. Or he just explodes out of his belt line into these V-shaped muscles. <laughs> super, the super powerful kind of shithouse uh, Hoss Junior Heavyweight. You know, I love that. Yeah. I love that type you know, of he's wrestler. Like that, the Meat Man. Yeah, kind of. You're right. The Meat mm-hmm. Man though has a more um, kind of a Neville vibe 
to he's, him with his like moves. Floatier. Hits hard, but he's floatier. He's way right floatier. Shingo yeah. is very much like, I think I'm 280 pounds. My, I may be short in stature, but my legs are still tree trunks just attached to this canvas. Yeah, yeah, no, totally. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which yeah, is yeah. great against Brody because Brody is, he's got the big stature. He's got the, the larger than life stature over Shingo, but he still was doing the Tope Suicida moves, the... The uh, kind of being not aerial flying, none of them were that, but more almost quicker, but still just this larger than life presence as well. Yeah, it was weird because you're right. You're right. Like Shingo didn't have the the like undersized baby face kind of. It was like he tried to match Brody's strength for strength through the yeah. whole match. And Brody was like, you're ridiculous. And also look at all these i i'm a better high flyer than you are too like look at these aerial things that i can do but then shingo just hung in there and was like yeah but also do you, you don't own know this but i can pick you up yeah so and, what's that last move called now? <laughs> uh i believe that is called made in japan it's pretty good do yeah you, do you think he ma- did he make that move up i don't know if he invented it i hope so yeah it's, a uh, it's really good. I really, I, 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 I like it a lot. It's cool. So I'm snapping at Luther. He's trying to get out of the blinds. Can you hear him? Mm, yeah, I sure can. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. Hey, bud. I'm gonna need you to get off the shed. Hey, buddy. <laughs> We're I'm gonna need you to. Bits. <laughs> I'm gonna need you to get off the shed. All right, just reach the water bottle so I can shake it. And he runs away. <laughs> Oh, Luther, Luther. All right, uh, 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 what, were, what were you saying, though? Oh, I think I have a rating. Oh, he lifted I have a rating. Up. Yeah, because I don't think, I didn't take the time to look. I tried looking. I could not find any kind of Meltzer rating. So uh, we just have ours in our book. Uh, what page is, is your rating on? And what yeah. is it? My rating's on page 804. Okay. Yeah. And my rating is 10 out of 10. Mom and dad aren't going to be back until until 930. 10 out of 10. Mom, are gonna, Mom and Dad aren't going to be back until 9.30. Are they out like on a date? They're out. They're on date. They're day night. We can do anything. Like They're not going to be back. They're not going to be home until 9.30. And because they were only going to be out for like three hours, they didn't bother to hire a sitter. And it's mm-hmm. like, we, I, like, it's the minute they leave, we have set up the wrestling ring in the yeah, living the room. Up. Mm-hmm. All the mattresses are off the beds. They are the lined up next to each other uh, to create a perfect wrestling ring in the living room. And we have approximately two hours and 45 minutes of nonstop wrestling ahead of us as we drink like an entire 12 pack of Coca-Cola. And we just don't have enough pillows. So go into mom and dad's room, get the pillows, get their pillows, maybe grab some of the sweaters from the closet. We got to make extra cushion. (laughs) Last thing we need, we only have two hours. We can't have the parents coming home to broken neck children. No, we got to make sure we have enough padding. Also, do you remember how when you used to hit the ropes, but there were no ropes, how you'd have to like Mm -hmm. slow down as you approached the fake ropes because and then you'd like make the noise where you'd spring off like a little a little back butt like hip little things. It looks like you're like, like, yeah, yeah, yeah. I used to make the noise with my mouth like, (laughs) like, wow. And And then then, you do a lariat and you got to make the whipping noise. Yeah. Yeah. The whip, the whip bomber off. <laughs> Whipping bomber. Uh, not yeah. So ten, ten, fully ten out of ten. Mom and dad aren't gonna be home until nine thirties. Perfect. Score. What about you? What's your rating? 
Um, I got one and a one. That's definitely a real table. Because <laughs> <laughs> Luke Harper or <clears throat> Brody Lee sets up the table. The thick, thick. We've talked about the Japanese real table before. It's a real table. That thing's being used at a conference the next weekend. You know, there's a there's a there's a <laughs> job a job fair at Currican Hall tomorrow Monday. You know, and that table's being used for the local power plant's yeah. job site. Yeah, and they need that, that super narrow. They need that super <laughs> narrow table. It can hold a, it. can hold the 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 trifold uh poster board display and a couple pamphlets but that's about it one thing it can hold is shingo's body because he got power bombed <laughs> through that so hard by Brody lee right in the middle of the ring and so that's one on one that's definitely a real table and everyone was so impressed by my brother winston tableton because he didn't break under the phenomenal weight of Shingo Takagi and everyone said, oh, don't you recall when Edgar Tableton broke so many times? Edward, just because you're not quite as real and fancy as me, you know, Jonathan Tableton, doesn't mean that you can take out your aggression on my obviously superior build quality. You know, father made the same argument (laughs) when we were boys, Jonathan. And Winston. Father and always liked you more. <laughs> he said, I don't want any of you boys to be in the sport of professional wrestling because of the injury that could occur to all of you, but I knew what he meant. And what he meant was, I think you'd break easily under the weight of naughty smashing on top of you. After we would, the brothers Tableton would fight to the death, father would come home and say, what is all this particle board everywhere? And I would say, father, it is not me because my build quality is far superior. It's my brother's sawdust speckledness. Oh, yes, Jonathan Tableton, the most famous table in all the world, the heir to the Tableton fortune, and the subsequent table of Antonio Inoki after the retirement of our father, Liam Tableton, the much-publicized and much-beloved national table of Japan. Edward Tableton, did you did you get into my fancy uh, 1976 table wax again? Because you sound off your rocker. I feel like the Tabletons could have a show, <laughs> you know? I really do, like, in, like a, a show on A&E or something, mm-hmm. you know, the Tabletons. <laughs> the one fancy brother, he always works in Japan. Because <laughs> they respect him the most there and don't break him. Cause yeah. He's fancy and nice. Yeah, Jonathan just like lords it over the other brothers. <laughs> and they're forced to like be like bounty hunters in California and like find people. <laughs> this <laughs> find... is how we create podcasts over here, folks. Yeah. This is how we workshop ideas. Yeah, we workshop ideas, ideas like here on the Tope Suicida podcast. But we have one more match to get to before we, we before we conclude our Brody Lee tribute, do we not? We do. And uh, Mike, would you believe it? We're going back in time. Two more years. Back we're in now time. In 2008. And I think we're in Philly because we're watching a Chikara match. Okay. And they're based out of Philly. Okay. Couldn't find the location. But this match, September 7th, 2008. Brody Lee versus Claudio Castanaga. Oh, my God. Which is Cesaro to me and you. Ooh. 
we're looking I don't know if at his last name right. I mean, Castagnoli. Castagnoli, yeah, I think the that's G, right. The G, I think, is silent. Castagnoli. I, yeah. We may we may have Cesaro with some hair here. Uh, we definitely do. I think I saw him walk <laughs> to the ring with like long hair. hair and like a seriously receding hairline, but just like still has the flow going. You know, doesn't want to give it up. We're gonna watch it though. I'm really excited. Let's do I'm it. Really excited. And what, that right there what, is it. Is, uh, is it on YouTube or what? Yeah, and you're looking at Ultra Mantis Black. He kicks off the 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 chick picks. This must be picks from Chikara. This is on their uh, YouTube Chikara <laughs> office. <laughs> the chick picks is good. That's yeah. really funny. Hashtag chick picks. Um, it's on YouTube. We'll link it on Twitter and Facebook, and uh, you'll watch it with us. And we're gonna give you our ratings when we get back. All right. Bye. Bye. Boy, oh boy, oh boy, match of the evening. It was good. Bo, it was good. I, I remember the beginning of this, of that video. I don't know if this was on mic or not. You said, I can't believe you're making me watch a Chikara match. And you know what? I'd never seen a Chikara match either. Because we're not, I mean, we're podcasting pros. We're not real wrestling fans, though. We don't know Chikara. <laughs> um, but uh, we watched one, and it was really fucking good. It was the best match of the night. It reminded me of like when we watched uh, the first War Games match. Yeah. It had that same kind of energy where it was like the crowd was nuts and it had a real dirty kind of bloody vibe to it. And it just yeah. felt it just felt authentic, you know, gritty. Yeah. The authentic is a good word, I, I think, because it's it's the way the hard cam was kind of high. Yeah. Because they don't have swing. They don't have like huge camera swing things what are those called booms cranes and shit yeah cranes yeah what did you say booms <laughs> they said boobs <laughs> what are those called what are those called what's called the boobs the, uh, that's my answer to like everything though and you're like what are those called i'm I, most of the time i'm gonna be like boobs and you're like no that's not pectorals pectorals no no the boobies no the boobies the, 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 these are the boobies by the way everybody look for our new line of merch coming in 2021 we got a lot of new shirt designs that we're gonna try and get out there uh because all the toe people are really demanding it so we're trying to meet demand speaking of demanding it if you made it this far into the show uh who who made my catch hat? Who made my catch hat? Mm. What's their name again? Yeah, that was our friend Christine, friend of the program. Thinking, during our little bathroom break we had, this might be nefarious. But I was thinking if you just mentioned on the show that you'd love that hat, she'd probably just hear it and she'll make you one. <laughs> so she will hear it, but it'll be like three years from now because she, she is listening, but from the start. Oh, so really? she's making her way all the way through. And I'm like, you know what? You don't really have to listen to some of this stuff. And she's like, yes, I do. Because otherwise I'll miss out on some bits. Perfect. And that is the fan. That's the exact fan that I want. I want to get someone on a new episode. And then they go, well, we got to we got to listen to the entire canon. <laughs> got to let Because otherwise I might miss something. Yeah. 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 So God bless you. Thanks, Christine. Uh, really cool beanie for Bo. Great cross stitch. Cool beanie for me, too. Um, I might hit you up at some point in the future for another beanie. <laughs> Just to match. Mike really wants a beanie. What color was Just it again? A... Like blue or? No, I want it to be inverse yours. I want right. I want a white beanie with orange lettering that says yeah. shooter, because Just yours shooter. says yeah, catch that's guy. What it would read. Yeah. Yeah. So now that that's out there, yeah. we'll see what happens. <laughs>
We'll see. We'll see. In a couple of years, maybe she'll hear it, and then I could get my shooter beanie. We'll see. I think we did put it when I did the year-end results. We did. We did put out like ninety-five hundred hours of <laughs> some large, stupid number. It's not that much, but it was a big number. That's a lot of hours. Oh my god! <laughs> it's got a way to get wow get to get to your beanie. But um, uh, again, Meltzer, uh, I doubt he's doing Chikara stuff in two thousand eight. So I didn't even look it up, but. <laughs> We we have ratings that have been you know, um, oh sorry I thought my phone was on silent I got a text message I'll, oh. I'll look at that later. Um, well maybe just we you, you, you can look at it don't worry about it man. Oh it's fine it's that's from my number I don't know I'll read it I'll read it in a bit. What does it say? Or I mean I don't know whatever don't read it if you don't want to that's fine. Yeah, um, we can... I'll yeah it just says is this you? I'm some more firing in but I'll, I'll I can't do that during the show. It says but, is this you? Yeah, and then like four more came in, but I didn't read them in time. So I don't know what it is. It's probably spam. You know, spam robocallers. That happens a lot these days. Oh, shit. Anyway, I have a score for this. Yeah, it's probably spam. I, yeah. I gave this match five out of five reverse career because as we talked off mic is that watching from AEW down to Jakara, going backward in his career, Brody, Brody Lee's career, you see how horrible the WWE machine can actually be. It can be good. You can get those one-off matches like the Usos versus uh, the two out of three versus the Wyatts. But then you kind of get the seven-man tag where it's like, hey, we got all these this talent. We don't know what to do with them on WrestleMania. Throw them all in one ladder match. Good match, fun, whatever, but not star-making. Yeah. Um, but then you keep going back and you, and you see this cool Dragon's Gate match in Japan, which is violent start to finish. Further back, you're at Chikara, and it's just this bloody thing versus Cesaro. Two people that, again, like you said, if they would have fought each other one-on-one, they might have sometime in WWE, but with this kind of match, main eventer, right? But instead, Vince just toils them away, retools them. They can't reach the brass ring or whatever that came out of Cesaro's conversation. And then he leaves and goes to AEW in the first match we watched, where he squashes Cody. Excellent match. And it's like, yeah, that potential's there. And then fucking uh, uh, a cruel world happens, takes him away, <laughs> and uh, we were starting to get that resurgence of that career that WWE kind of took away, um, but now uh, disease took it away. So yeah, so five out of five reverse careers. Cool. What about you? Yeah, I gave this one. Uh, it's on page uh, one thousand three hundred and twenty-two. Oh right, mine was on that page too. Oh, shit. Actually, no, it was on 86. I'm sorry. That's okay. No biggie. Um, I give it two out of two wild stallions. <laughs> yeah, these are two, uh, two guys that are just doing their thing, and they're doing <laughs> well, it. They're doing well, it. The way you're starting it sounds like <laughs> the book report. You didn't read the book. <laughs> But I know it's not true because we were talking to each other the whole match. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not going to lie. I think in the Japanese match, Dragon again, I think Mike might have fallen asleep a little bit sometimes during that match. But this last match, he was attentive. He was there. No, I didn't maybe... fall asleep. I, I absolutely <laughs> did not fall asleep during the Dragon Gate match. Uh, was, match I, was, quiet, was I sl- maybe slightly at times trying to order Popeyes? <laughs> Yeah. That's what you were doing. Yeah. How long did that yeah. take? Yeah, okay, yeah. All right, you got All right, you got me. You got me. Okay. You're Is trying it, to it, order Popeyes for like eight minutes? Yeah. 
Was the app giving me trouble? Yeah. <laughs> okay, here's my brain, because uh, full transparency, uh, Mike has gotten sleepy one time on the show before. Yeah. And I'm watching Dragon Gate, and I keep looking up at the corner, and his eyes are down. I'm like, is he texting right now? What is he doing? Because I see a little bit of brightness on your face. I'm like, that's not his computer screen. So I think he's on his phone. But it also looked like, because you were looking down, like you were nodding off. No, 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 no. Because it got really quiet, everyone, during that match. I was like, this motherfucker drank too much bourbon. It's fucking turkey drink. Killing him over here. And then he's wide awake for this fucking match we just saw. But it turns out. He was ordering Popeyes for the duration of the Dragon Gate match. Also, also, from now on, Wild Turkey is definitely called Turkey Drink. <laughs> well, what is yours? Did you get that that double Chico sandwich again? Woo! No, good. no, no, no. I got it. There was a coupon for a uh, six-piece tenders and two sides. Two can dine for like 12 bucks. And I was <laughs> like, hey, man, I'm dude. only one. I'm only one. I'm going to have some leftovers happening, you know? I do know. By the way, rookie mistake to get any other side at Popeye's except the red beans and rice. The red beans and rice is what's up. That is super good. The rest of the sides, not that good. Pretty the fries are pretty killer, but uh, this, they're just French fries. You don't like the mashed potatoes? No, well, the mashed potatoes special... is okay, but I feel like it's a it, it, the flavor is a lesser. It, it, it's a worse version of the red beans and rice. The red beans and rice flavor is really good. The Cajun fries, oh, try it, man. The Cajun fries are fine, but when you deliver French fries, you know how they get. They get they they steam yeah. in the box and they're not as good so when red you beans get them. And rice, they're in that container. They're contained. Oh, they're, they're fine. Yeah, I know. A little steam on the red beans and rice is no big deal because it, it it doesn't rely on crispness the way that the the uh, uh, French fries is. Also, you know what's really funny? Any anytime someone's name's Chris, mm -hmm. you just call him Crisp. <laughs> Why would you just do it but then don't acknowledge it? Yeah, <laughs> right. And so they're always thinking about it. And they're always like, is that dude calling me Crisp? No, wait, that's not even a name, is what they think. Yeah, and they're like, no, 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 no. I just say Crisp, you know. And then every, like, one out of every three times, I'll say Chris. Yes. Just, just to keep them, like, freaked out. And, and so then you know. if they do, you've also created the narrative that if they do address you, address you saying, hey, stop calling me that. Be like, no, I called you Chris, because you have before. Yeah, why would I so call you Crisp? <laughs> This is uh, uh this is gaslighting 101 against Chris's only. What's <laughs> our Chris gaslighting only? No, I said Chris. You ever met a good Chris? Um, I got my buddy Chris Johnson. Um, love him to death, but he was fun in high school. But I think he turned into like a bro, or like he was always a bro. We just didn't notice it until we got out of high school. But yeah, he's all right. So no, I guess would be the answer. I don't think I've ever met a good Chris. I'm not saying there aren't good Chris's out there. There are good Chris's out there for sure. There have to be. I just don't think I've ever met them. Also, by the way, hey, just FYI, if your name is Christian and you go by Chris, you're not Chris, okay? You're Christian, right? Chris is short for Christopher. What about Crispin Glover? Are we, we done with the, are, is this the show? Are we done with the show? No, because you still got a rating, I think, right? No, <laughs> I said two out of two wild stallions. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I did hear that, but everyone, if you really want to talk to us about these matches, because we want to hear it, uh, you can do that uh, online at Topi Suicida Pod at Facebook. 
Twitter. Good one. Yeah, Instagram. that was great. That was great. Email I'm us. just thinking about how yeah, long yeah, it yeah, took Yeah, no, that was good. That was good. I don't want to hear a goddamn word about how I was ordering Popeyes during the fucking match. Because you can't you can't even do the plugs when you're not ordering Popeyes and you it's haven't been drinking wild turkey for three the hours. The thought of you so, ordering Popeyes for an entire wrestling match. No, nah, I don't want to hear it. The app plugs. was giving me trouble. What do you want from me? The app was giving Everyone, me trouble. That's why you have to really uh, get money to us for Tope Throck. It's going to have a Popeye's delivery section of the app uh, so that Mike and I can order chicken sandwiches on an app that we created, Tope Throck. It's going gonna, it's gonna to really revolutionize. It's going to be a single thing. button order where you just press mm-hmm. a button that says, give me Popeye's, and it, and it depending on how fast and how hard you press the button, it calibrates what you want. Yeah, it's it's definitely it's got it's got the the real touch. I think is what Apple called it. They, they changed yeah, the name. Real touch. It's bad. Yeah, it's real bad touch. Yeah, real touch. That was also the name of my debut album back in '91. <laughs> real touch. He was like, "You got real touch." We're like, "You can't do that, Mike. You just ripped." Mikey, off. Mike, and the Wonky Bunch. <laughs> Everyone, it's Tope Suicida Pod at anywhere online. Also, Tope Suicida Pod at gmail.com. Reach out to us via email who's your favorite wrestler tell us your favorite match of these five tell us anything about brody past present that you loved about the man uh i'm bo rosser everywhere mike is mike from tv on twitter mike from television on instagram i think you're what at day 108 or something i think we're at like 104 or 105 i forget what i i don't know if i did my post yet this morning um, but I'm doing good, man. Yeah, I lost like uh, 10 pounds before the holidays, 11 pounds, and you know I put like a couple back on, but but yeah. still, you know that's okay. Like you know it's it, but that's the fun thing about having like a 400 day time span or challenge or whatever, because you're like, whoa, this is really long. Like there's gonna be peaks and valleys, you know. Yeah. And I've never done anything like that before in my life. It's really interesting, and it it it, it just. It gives you, or it gives me perspective. Why 400 days and not just an even 365? Just a random, I was just, no, no reason except other than I was like, I was like, oh, 300 days. I'm like, that's not a year. And I was like, okay, a year's 365. And then, I don't know, I felt like 365 had some some bad juju on it or something. I don't, I don't know yeah. how to explain it. It had some bad, like, one year had pressure for me. Right. It felt it felt pressurized and like like I would need to hit certain benchmarks or I would be a failure. But I felt yeah. like 400 was such a it was an ambiguous number, like a like a number that didn't hold any any weight other than it was a long time in the future. Mm-hmm. And I was like, let's, let's just do 400. That's fine. So I went with it. And now you're. A little over a quarter way. No, and now a little over a quarter way. Uh, currently, I'm down like eight pounds. Um, I want to get down to 185 from 205. Um, and then at that point, I really want to start the strength training and putting muscle back on. Um, so, yeah, I don't maybe know, man. Gym, it, maybe gyms will be open by then. Maybe you know? gyms will be open. It's really interesting to... to feel the the successes and failures and and notice that there's going to be quite a lot of those over the course of 400 days um also it makes your life feel longer (laughs) 
<laughs> because you're like counting every day, literally counting every day. Right. Okay. It's challenging, but it also makes you feel awake. You know, like you're yeah. like you're not sleeping through your life, which is a big problem for me. I sleep through months at a time if I'm not careful. Yeah, and the quarantine doesn't help with that either. No. Yeah, swaths of day, and I, at least you, as much as you probably don't care to do it, go out in public and have to work with people. Yeah. Whereas I'm here yeah all day unless i take a walk with ingrid or go to the grocery store so right yeah so here's cheers to 2021 cheers to brody lee uh he sounds like he lived a great life it sucks that you're gone yeah um yeah because there's probably more ahead that was fun but man it's fucking my phone is hold on so much more ahead also the just just once again, uh, the tribute to Brody Lee on Dynamite, uh, where uh, his son, Negative One, was got to crack MJF over the skull with a kendo stick. Oh, wait. And, so keep, keep your thought. I, I had something related to that. Okay. Let's see if you heard about it. It was that TNT belt that they gave him the TNT belt. And yeah. And rebuilding one for Darby, and he's keeping that TNT belt. Yeah, that's really sweet. And it's yeah, really... It's that that that's wrestling baby yeah hey mike what's wrestling just repeat it <laughs> wrestling is uh tony khan giving <laughs> the tnt championship to uh brody lee's son brody jr negative one and uh then vowing to redesign the belt and give darby a new one so that mm-hmm. that version of the belt will fo- forever belong to Brody's family. Yeah. Uh, I'm going to try not to cry about that. <laughs> and people are not going to understand it if you're not a wrestling fan. You're not going right. to, you're going to be like, why? What? What? And I'm like, no, he's making a whole new belt because there will never be another champion that held that specific look of that title. The only way that belt ever returns is if in a decade and a half Brody Huber yeah starts wrestling yeah cuz that's his belt that's pretty that's really fucking cool that's it forever that that is a beautiful memorial for someone's dad to be like no this is your belt and it's the only one that exists right here you go for you that's wrestling do you have a do you have a, a wrestling invocation as well, or do you just want to say me too on mine? I mean, like wrestling is failure, growth, challenges, evolution, sadness, um, cauliflower. Yeah. Uh and young death which sucks yeah it's less likely these days yeah this when it happens it's a reminder that wrestlers die around 40 a lot and it sucks yeah but like i said earlier we have that entire back catalog to that they're immortalized that we can always revisit yeah and that's out of that into that community in that world so wrestling is community all in one warm shower Baby. <laughs> Baby. I'll <laughs> <laughs> see you next week.
one last text I just got. Oh, uh, I thought that was. I thought we were out. No, it says I found you. I found you. You can't get away now. Uh, and it's signed Kevin. What? Really? That's weird. That's so weird. I had no idea that that would happen. Tope Suicida, What Wrestling Can Be, is a knit comedy co-op production and edited by Mike Whitman and Bo Baxter-Rosser. Thanks for listening. <laughs>